So you gotta love how homegrown kind of this project is. I mean, here you got Tim, you know, the producer, doesn't even know how to make videos or nothing, but he opens up iMovie on his Mac and goes ahead and finds some clips from car commercials and whatnot from the 80s and just clips them together, puts a song on it, throws it out there, and lo and behold, you know, somebody on the internet finds it, posts it on. There's another interview where he says he posted on Reddit, and uh, yeah, it goes to the front page, and the rest is kind of history. You know, at, at any point, that's every creative's, like, dream, is to, you put something out there, and then you wake up the next day, and it's, you know, got X amount of views, or downloads, or, you know, in their case, made the front page of Reddit, um, you know, and, and got them a bunch of sales of their EP and just got them in front of a bunch of people. I mean, yeah, with Synthwave and, and Synthwave artists in general, it's, it's so underground and so anonymous. So to have something like that in front of so many people uh, has got to be a dream come true for those guys. And just, yeah, I mean, it's just such a homegrown start, such a awesome way to, to get recognized. So not only was this kind of the first introduction to a lot of fans, but it was also the first song of theirs that had a saxophone on it, which has kind of become a staple of their sound. And I know a lot of fans like really gravitate towards the, the songs with a saxophone, um, which most of it is done by Thomas, his friend, which he mentioned in that clip, um, who lives in Denmark and is killer at the sax. I mean. I've listened to a lot of different synthwave projects, um, a lot of 80s stuff, and like, the saxophone recording, 
playing, mixing is just so, so good in all their stuff. And that really, I think, sets them apart from everybody else that at least tries to do sax. 100%, man. Uh, whenever I, you know, was listening back to it, I listened to it uh, driving today a few times. And that's, I feel like when I absorb music the best, but I was really, really just honing in on the sax throughout the song. And man, like just the, the mix of it and everything it just sounds so so good like i i mean there's so much to dissect in this track i think that um you know between the saxophone and and, and tyler's vocals and the meaning behind that and all the stuff that uh you know we, we hear a lot of bells and whistles from tim on the production side so um yeah that's just it's an awesome track it's Definitely, I don't know, I would say top three uh, in, in my catalog in terms of favorite tracks. I, I love this song. It stays stuck in my head all the time. Um, even when we're not, you know, researching this, it's one of my go-to uh, midnight songs. So, yeah, I'm really excited to listen to it. Sweet. Let's jump in then. First off, I think we definitely have to talk about the sample usage there. So many different samples really tell the story of what how this song is going to start off. Sets the mood. You hear that pulsing bass synth, which is like just a staple when it comes to synthwave. I love that sample, that like A, or whatever that is going on, um, that hits there. Love is a setting sun. Smoking gun is a four-letter word. I hope it hurts. Love is a fatal flaw. Is a broken jaw. Is a thing that kind of gets me with this is he ends his verse with "Move your hips," which is kind of a little bit out of place, I feel, but it totally fits the song. He says "Move your hips," and then the saxophone comes in, and it's just killer. city that once was like a dream and a wonder to me and so big and so magnificent is now you know it's I think my perspective perspective has changed and now it's you know it's run down it's dirty it's not what it used to be and I think that's just kind of growing up it almost reminds me of like some more angsty lyrics from the midnight like almost like early 2000s of like emo in a good way. Love was a dream to how was a king size bed, was an escape plan, was an open hand. Now it's a dog from hell, it's a dream you sell, it's an epitaph, it's a photograph.
I like how the chorus gets cut off there. He doesn't say thunder at the end there. He just jumps right into the next verse. It's an interesting way to go about it. Totally. One line that has really stuck out to me the last couple times I've listened to it, uh, going, like trying to think of it literal versus metaphorical, is when you lose your wonder and you can't remember. Like that, to me, that is when you, you know, go from being a kid to grow, you lose your wonder. There's like this one shot. It sounds it's it's a vocal shot like pad that Tim's playing, but you can hear it just hit through. The, it cuts through the music so well, and man, just like I'm already grooving, I'm already bobbing my head. But like you, I catch that every once in a while, and it's like oh my god, they're just slaying this song. So if you can hear it very faintly in the background, they still got the, the chorus going, you know, living in days of thunder. You know, that far away feel underneath the sax, just kills. To get to the end of that and hear the sax just rip through the mix. Like that saxophone sounds so hot, but it's, ne it's never like hurt your ears hot. Like it's buttery smooth, but it just cuts through with such force and sounds so freaking good, man. This is my buddy um, from from Denmark. He, he's an amazing musician. Uh, he's called Thomas Edinger, and uh, he's uh, he's incredible. Um, and I just reached. He was in LA recording for a Danish, another Danish act that's actually doing quite well in in the states at the moment, called Lewis Lucas Graham. And they were in the same studio complex as me. And I was like, hey, bro. Um, so he was in LA for a couple of days, and we were going to catch up. And I was like, do you have time to come in and you know lay some saxophone down on this track I have? And, so he, uh, we spent a couple of hours uh, trying to come up with... I knew I wanted some kind of saxophone lick there, and I didn't know exactly how it went. So we spent spent a good while trying to come up with the right lick, and then I just kind of... Honestly, the last part where it kind of goes into the solo part, that's just one take. Like, the guy's incredible. So I just did a bunch of takes with him, and then I just took... You know, I think I took one of those takes, and it was just... That, that was a solo, and it sounded incredible. Yeah, I mean... For the next four projects, yeah, it's Thomas ripping a saxophone. Um, so yeah, and who knows what would have been, yeah, if they didn't meet up that day, would he have reached out to him if he was back in Denmark to have him record more stuff? It's not an easy instrument to record or to play, and they uh, both made it sound uh, very easy. And this track is so, so groovy and just so, so good. And. Uh, Tyler's lyrics are amazing. These these might be, honestly, these might be my favorite lyrics on the EP. I know we still have two songs to go, but just that, I don't know, man. The whole... 
going back to the picture painting that he does, like the whole cityscape that he sets up for this song and just kind of the, the idea of, you know, you lose your wonder and you can't remember. Um, it's almost like Peter Pan, kind of, if you think about it or something, you know, like that whole idea. You just, you know, forget what it's like to be a kid and use your imagination and be in this wondrous place that turns into this, you know, concrete jungle. Yeah. So is this song related to Lost Boy? Who knows? Maybe. One thing I don't think we've touched on is that, you know, Tim was very much a drummer, you know, growing up, and that was kind of his instrument of choice. And, you know, his influences like Phil Collins and Toto. Um, and I think you can definitely hear some of those influences um, in his work and like these drums and whatnot. I would 100% agree with that. Uh, you can hear, you can definitely hear that Tim is a drummer here because I think up to this point on the EP, uh, with the exception of Gloria, this is the most kind of straightforward drums we get. Like it feels like somebody behind a kit versus like a beat or a four on the floor type thing that we heard in the last song, um, or more of like an electronic uh, feel to the drums. This very much feels like it's somebody, you know, behind the kit just killing it on those toms you know it's there's not a lot of uh auxiliary percussion or anything like that going on i can't say enough good things about this song i think that if you're listening to this right now and there's somebody who you've been wanting to show the midnight to or something like that this is a great song to start this is just that i i think that to, it's it's hard to not move your hips to this song like Tyler says I mean it's, it's hard to sit still to it it's just it's so good and so groovy and um, yeah I, I love it I, I love that this is uh, the first song you know that gives us the back half of this EP and um, I love the rest of it I mean I, I can't then the next song kick drums and red wine has grown to be uh, one of my top songs in terms of production and uh, I'm looking forward to breaking that down. But yeah, man, I uh, feels good to be through this one. I think a lot of a lot of fans can relate to this one. I think um, this song just holds a special place in a lot of Midnight fans' hearts, mine included. I do want to give a shout out to everybody that's been listening and supporting us and interacting with us on Twitter. Um, I mean, we're super stoked to have even one person listening, much less hundreds. So. This is awesome. Absolutely. It's been absolutely incredible. Um, and at the time that we're recording this, we've been live for a week. Um, and the response so far, guys, to the first two episodes um, has been absolutely amazing. Like Ryan said, like we, we would have been happy with, with one person. I think that, you know, um, we did this for ourselves, you know, because we talked, you know, we wanted to take it from hundreds of, of texts going back and forth, nerding out about the midnight to putting it on a platform and the fact that you guys are listening and interacting with us on Twitter um, is, is more than we could have ever thought or hoped for, so we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, like you're saying, we really do this for us um, and for us to learn. It forces us to really dig deep into songs, learn about them, really listen and as much as, you know, I've learned, I hope you guys have learned some stuff too, and it's been entertaining. 
And yeah, I think that's pretty much all we have to say about the track. Uh, before we get out of here though, we do want to give a shout out to our friend Benoit from France. He sent over some thoughts as well on the song, so let's take a listen to that. Hello there, um, that's Benoit here from uh, Western France. Uh, I really wanted to recall myself to talk about Days of Thunder because uh, this song is a little particular for me. I think for a lot of fans that's why it is. Days of Thunder is, I think, one of the perfect, perfect package we love about the band. It got this kind of really nostalgic uh, sound. The perfect uh, lyrics from Tyler, of course, especially the chorus. Everybody's shouting at it during the live shows and that's what's amazing about this song. Also, that was the introduction to uh, the saxophone for The Midnight and for a lot of people, the saxophone really makes what The Midnight is. And also, what I love about this song is the intro, the, the engine just uh, switching on. You know that that's on that Days of Thunder. When you are in the live show, you know that's the song upcoming. When you are listening to it in your car, you just want to push the accelerator and just go faster. And this hub-beating pattern of drums really just what makes you to dance as well. So just to finish, um, I wanted to say a huge shout out to uh, Ryan and Zach for putting up this, this podcast together. I think it's just uh, perfect. It's really, really nice. And I hope everybody is actually also watching the video because we put a lot of effort into the, the montage of the videos as well. And I think it's really, really, really well put together. And finally, I wanted to say thank you to uh, first the Midnight uh, French page on Facebook. Uh, they are really lovely people and you, you heard one of them to the first episode of this podcast. And also a really, really huge shout out to all the people from the Midnight uh, Discord server because they are an amazing community and my months of October last year would have, wouldn't have been the same without any of them. Uh, we all work together to find the enigmas, uh, the solution to the enigmas Tyler and Tyler and team put together, and it was an amazing memory too. So thank you very much. We're excited to dive into kick drums and red wine next week. Learn about that. You know, you're stoked on it. I'm stoked on it. And prepping for kick drums and red wine, I've learned some really interesting stuff, kind of behind the scenes that I'll save for next week, but. Um, just about kind of what went into the songwriting process and um, there was a lot more to it than, than kind of meets the eye so uh, we'll definitely get more into that next week. Peace. Follow us on Twitter.